What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Marshall Mind Podcast, episode 45. Make sure you drop a like and a follow, and we're going to see you in this awesome... I fucking fucked that up again. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marshall Mind Podcast. I'm here with Ryan and John, and today we're going to talk about me not having a name because I didn't it's introduce myself. So those two guys and, and me, start. who you clearly already know who I am, right, yeah, but like, guys? Don't like worry about it. Best. Okay, let's go one more time. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marshall Mind Podcast. I'm here with Ryan and John. I'm Ed. We're going to talk about some stuff. This intro sucks. We're going to do one more take. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marshall Mind Podcast, episode 45. Make sure you click the subscribe button down there in the bottom of the screen where you're watching the thing and have the episode on your devices. Suddenly getting hammered as a sentence goes on. <laughs> like, losing a lot of blood. Make sure <laughs> you like it. He's like, doing the intro while he's failing a breast See, I my shirt on purple. It's like, God, you have internal bleeding. It's time to go um, to jail, sir. Yeah. Oh. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marshall Mind Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about some things we've noticed in our experiences over the past of the court. court. <laughs> we're going to get there. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to the Marshall Mind Podcast. Make sure you drop a like and a follow. Today, on episode 45, we're going to be talking about some things that we've discovered over the past of the course of the past couple of months of training and testing and competing and everything of that nature. We have some questions that have been posed by listeners in the Discord and on our Instagram that we're going to be answering for you later in the episode. And after that, we have some videos we're going to be breaking down. So if you're listening, don't worry. We're going to be able to talk about all of that and keep you abreast of what we're watching. But if you're on Spotify or YouTube, you can always turn that screen on and watch along with us. So for me personally, one of the things that I, we all discussed this before we started recording, but we were talking about self-accountability, which we talk about all the time. Mm -hmm. Just we talk about this all the time. But I feel like we're at a stage, and I'm trying to try to speak about this in a healthy, positive way. I feel like we're at a stage where we've grown enough now where we can, without ego, look back at the areas in which we were doing a lot of talking and not a lot of doing, and then kind of close those gaps. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because we are no, by no means like a David Goggins who's like, I ran 450,000 miles just to be here on Mars before you, you know? like not, yeah, um, Mars, yeah, yeah. fuck that. Oh my God, it's Mars. It's David Goggins. I ran here, motherfucker. <laughs> What's he doing um, there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but, you know, I, I feel like we're at a point where instead of feeling bad about about it, you know, we had a conversation before we recorded about not beating ourselves up or feeling bad or letting that like, oh no, I'm not good enough anymore because I didn't do the job, right? Not letting that kind of encroach upon growth and trigger that a kind of depression that causes you to uh, not put the work in or mm-hmm. avoid the work. You know, the longer you think about like that pile that's in the corner, the heavier mm. that task kind of becomes mm-hmm. and then reaching forward to your goals kind of becomes that, you know, like how long does it take me to post an episode? Maybe two hours to to, to yeah. actually get it uploaded and get the intros down and any links I have to copy and then mm-hmm. create a thumbnail and all that stuff. Maybe it takes like 45 minutes, I would say, is quick. Maybe mm-hmm. like two hours if I'm doing other stuff at the same time because I like to multitask. You know? we, we've definitely moved forward in a lot of ways with that. We're like now for me it's more of like dealing with the pile instead of just adding to it and then moving. You know, <laughs> right? Just I'm leave go, the country. I'm gonna go to a new state. Look at all this work that I'm gonna do yeah. one day. Full it's of- like buying books and never reading any. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's a couple of them right there actually, and that's oh, yeah. I have so many. Folding unfulfilled. laundry? I'm moving to Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah, I heard, Fuck this. I heard a comic say once. I don't know who it is, so I can't quote them, but say like every book you buy is an unfulfilled promise to yourself. 
Oh, oh God. That hurts right here. Why is Barnes & Noble now the gym? I fucking hate this shit. <laughs> this sucks. Fucking damn. Why is everything oh. a treadmill that I'm not running on? <laughs> Fuck, Ed. Oh, man. Wait, wait to just lop on the gills. Now reading isn't... Hey, guys, now reading isn't fun. Reading was already not fun. Now it's less fun. Well, we're doing the opposite of what I was trying not to do. Good thing damn I, it. Good thing <laughs> I can't shit. read already. Why is it so hard for us to be nice to ourselves? <laughs> I hate all of you and I hate me. That's the biggest problem. And I feel like we do that to ourselves oh. constantly. But one of the things I was bringing up to John, I'm like, you know, the more I do it, the better my mental health is, and the more oh. I run away from it, the worse my mental health is. Like, I want to leave here and run. When I go home, I want to run. Mm -hmm. I will do everything in my power to convince myself that I can't run. But if I do one mile between changing into shorts, or whatever I'm going to fucking run in, and going and running, if I do one mile, tops, tops, 15 minutes of my life. Is yep. that really that hard? No. It really isn't. <laughs> How hard is it to, like... Get down and stretch for five minutes. It's not that hard, but yeah. we sit and think about it because it's easier to just sit down, play video games, watch TV, do whatever it is that you're doing, and then you're just not putting any of the work in. Yeah. But when you when it's celebratory, when it's positive, when it's an act of self-love, and you, I hear people talk about this shit ad nauseum, and then I share it to my story, and then I listen to it, and I share it with the people who I think it'll help, and then I take in none of that advice personally, <laughs> and just, just like, continue to beat myself yeah, up. Yeah, man, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, word, word. I love watching David Goggins run, and word, word, word. I love watching Joe Rogan do kettlebells. Just like, just like with his long nipples, just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His nipples are extraordinarily long. Lengthy nipples. So bad for his wife. You know? Or maybe you feel good for his wife. I don't That's know. True. Maybe she, she likes that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, she's got to. Right? Must I, be I, like yeah. every time must be like an episode of Chimp Empire. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, the closest, yeah, it's Joe Rogan and Chimps, same wavelength, same energy. <laughs> the hardest part about having sex is ignoring Jane Goodall in the corner. <laughs> That's the main problem. Just David Attenborough just in the like, closet. Here we see a comedian in his natural habitat. Fascinating behavior. <laughs> just, just two 80 year old people just watching you have sex. <laughs> and here we have the local Joe Rogan mating with its mate. <laughs> He's still wearing his leather fanny pack. <laughs> yeah. It's always on. Into the it's fanny pack. Always on. I almost, I, like I want to buy one, but John already has one, and it's not fair. Yeah, beat you to there it. There are bro. no other nice fanny packs. It's like it's like a nice fanny pack. We can't have the see, same. See, one. it's like you. See, uh, no, you got to do. You like he wears his regular. I wear mine across. You gotta like. You gotta do like the Ralph Macho and wear it like on your. I need one of those ones that like straps to your leg, like the Han Solo thing, like a Han Solo Ooh. blaster holder, but it's a bag. Tactical <laughs> fanny but pack. But it just has like nuts and an EpiPen in it. Like it's a lot. Like it's a lot. <laughs> I'm not less, even allergic to anything. It's, it's for somebody cool. else. It's a lot cool. It's, like, it's, got, cool. it's a lot cool. It's a lot cool. It's a lot cool. It's got the nuts you're allergic to in an EpiPen, <laughs> yeah. just so you can yeah. simulate a re response. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I put those two things together. Ryan's actually seven. He's like Patch Adams. Not Patch Adams. Which one is it? Jack? Yeah, where he's Jack. just aging too fast. Yeah, yeah. That's not a creepy movie. It's like, hey, let's take Robin Williams. Let's make him in an old man's body, but he's actually ten. And then, since he's in a grown-up body, let's make his teacher attracted to him. <laughs> well, that, you know what I mean? ooh, like, that, that gets like, a little freaky. Yeah, but, but it's like Robin, Benjamin Button, but like with like sex crimes. Yeah. Is, that <laughs> like, is that what it is? It was the nineties. It was the nineties. It was okay. That's <laughs> fine. Benjamin Button with felonies. We'll put felonies in there. But but, yeah, but definitely, you know, this is something we should definitely like, look, look up something a little bit more research in the future. But there's definitely an efficacy to keeping yourself moving and having that affect your mental health. And when you're feeling at your worst, being like, all right, I'm just gonna max out my heart rate real quick or get my mm. blood moving and just see how I feel because I guarantee you'll feel better so if you're if yeah. your reaction is like alright I gotta beat this out of me you know like mm -hmm. I had a friend who was a I went to school with this guy 
and he was just like he was like uh made a steal Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he would be the kind of dude that like you'd all be talking around. You know how like we all fidget and do stances and like and like mm-hmm. throw little techniques. Mm-hmm. This guy was a boxer and a calisthenics athlete. Mm-hmm. So he was Golden Glove, and then he went from boxing after he like retired from competing, because mm-hmm. um, he was doing it from the time he was a kid. Mm-hmm. He stopped. I think he was like twenty three or twenty four, mm-hmm. and uh, now he, and he was a personal trainer and a calisthenics guy. And he would just like you know balance on chairs he could just like balance on one hand just Mm -hmm. casually Mm -hmm. just casually put himself into these crazy hand balancing positions and he's like no big deal flagging and he was like he was like dude literally literally and he's and he's just like dude it's just practice like like it's just practice that's all it is just practice no big deal and his whole thing was like he's like dude he goes it's like he, he gave me really good advice once that i like i forget about and I was always like, that's how I am. And it's like, it's not how I am mm-hmm. at all. But it's something I would aspire to be. And he was saying, he's like, he does the same thing for like emotional issues and for cults, is he burns them out. Mm-hmm. He goes, so when he's going through something, he goes to the gym and he burns it out. And then when he feels a cold coming on, he does the same thing. He goes to the gym and he burns it out. And he mm-hmm. goes, I never get sick and I never get, I never stay depressed. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, he's got problems. Everybody's got problems. Mm-hmm. You know? He, and, and it's the same thing. It's like we talk about it all the time. It's like, you know, all right, you want to go out with your friends and take a night off, and you know, I just went through something horrible. I'm not going to talk about it, but like I just went through something horrible. I took a couple of weeks to myself. Mm-hmm. I needed to recover. I needed to recoup. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But then I, I, I had, I made, I had this revelation. On not like it was a revel- not like a this miraculous thing, but like on, on Friday, I was like, all right. Got to hit the front. Got to hit the grindstone. We got to get. We got to get going. Mm-hmm. And it's just now. It's about maintaining that momentum because if you if you then bite off more than you can chew, then mm-hmm. you 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 ping pong. And I feel like that's kind of my always been my battle as I ping pong is I'm really mm-hmm. dedicated and then I dial it back and then I'm really mm-hmm. dedicated and I dial it back. But there is something to be said about the only bad workout is the one that didn't happen and mm-hmm. doing a little bit of something, doing a little something every day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm on a new workout program. And normally I have like this OCD, like completionist mindset yeah, where like I way. have to do this today's workout or it doesn't matter. But I'm thinking about it like he's just challenging you physically and doing cardio. And this yeah. is designed around people that are only doing this workout program. But I do Kung Fu. If I, I don't do start doing push ups every day, January 1st, I'll wait till next year to try again. So, <laughs> yeah, but, no, so, no problem. <laughs> so John was having computer issues and we needed to record today. So we didn't get to meet up this morning. So I ended up working out alone. Mm hmm. Which is okay because we're recording now. Everything yep. happens for a reason, right? But I'm like, all right, let's go to the gym. And then I pass the gym. I'm like, I don't fucking want to go to the gym and mm-hmm. do this. Like, all right, I'm on the rower, and then I'm on the this. And I'm thinking about McGregor being like, oh, we do great work on the rower. Mm-hmm. And he's just on a rower, then loses a fight. You know what I mean? Like he's like, I'm doing great work, and he, but he's not mixing it up. And mm-hmm. then he gets his leg broken. You know? And I'm like, all right, I don't want to do that. Be like, because like Canelo's Canelo, Canelo like, but he hits the bag all the time. So it's not like he's lifting weights and being like, ah, I fight. And then he goes and fights. Is He's always practicing boxing, mm-hmm. but he doesn't spar anymore because he knows how to fight. Mm-hmm. So he practices his head movement with the swinging bag. Yeah, I was, was going to say, and I've he seen does, that video. And he does lots of bag work, and he does lots of technique work, and he exercises, you know. But he doesn't spar because he's like, why am I going to get the brain damage? Mm-hmm. Which makes total sense. Mm-hmm. So taking that, a pa- taking a page out of that book and applying it to this situation, I'm like, all right, you know, I really need to not worry about doing the workout in this program because mm-hmm. doing kettlebells is good for my body but it's not good for my kung fu. Mm-hmm. So I went to the park and I opened the tailgate to my truck mm-hmm. and I tied some resistance bands to the the like like uh mm-hmm. lug, like the the mm-hmm. cargo mounts on the truck and did a whole like back and push up uh 
circuit to get my body warmed, mm-hmm. and then I did shadow boxing and and technique work for mm-hmm. an hour, mm-hmm. you know, or like forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Forty five minutes are just like all right, bounce jab, bounce jab, mm-hmm. bounce jab, bounce jab, like 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 reverse punches, kicks, roundhouse kicks, roundhouse kick strength stuff mm-hmm. with the resistance bands, you know, like all the stuff I need to do to make my fighting and my technique and my basics better. Mm-hmm. And also because I had a crazy workout and I was too sore to like really go crazy, mm-hmm. but now I feel so much better, right. even though. You know, I I said to John specifically, like I need. I, normally, I would beat myself up and be like, "Man, I could only do X, Y, Z." But like, right. I also had like a crazy like hour and forty five minute lower body workout yesterday afternoon, right? And then taught two classes, so like, of course, my body's a little tired. Yeah, mm. and I still did. Yeah. So I need to feel good about what I still did yeah. instead of feeling bad about what I like. I'm not fresh. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm not fresh. I'm underslept, and I worked out yesterday. Yeah. But I still did something, which is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. So the point that I'm trying to make is to then in your mind, this is what I'm noticing about me. That's helping me. That hopefully can help somebody else. In my mind, normally I'd be like, man, that technique looked like shit, or this or that. Mm-hmm. But then you know, in a couple of days when I'm fresh, I'll feel good. Yeah. And then we have conversations like, I don't get it. Sometimes I feel good, and sometimes I feel terrible. And it's like, well, yeah, that's life. Yeah. That's just kind of how it is. I saw, I don't know if this would be even worth pulling up because I'm, I'm going to summarize it pretty well. It's not like a very in-depth thing. But I remember I was watching this video of this Olympic athlete talking about uh, like I think what she called like the 30-30-30 rule for that her coach told her. And similar thing where she's like, oh, she's like, I feel like shit today. I don't think I feel good. He's like, and she was saying that her coach was like, listen, 30% of your training is going to feel awesome. 30% is going to feel shitty. And 30% is going to just going to feel okay. He goes, and that's what it is. He goes, that's just mm-hmm. like what, what it ends up being, you know? And I think that's like, I was like, wow, all right, that makes sense to me. And like when I think about like my training, like how often am I feeling really, really good? But again, it, it goes to, that goes back to the larger thing of like, yes, you want to optimize your life and limit the, the amount of unnecessary suffering that you have. But, mm-hmm. but also then not confusing and conflating unnecess- like suffering with just like I'm bored or like life isn't nothing's happening you know and it's like, I do that and I get I like I get like we, yeah we 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 get yeah. we get so crazy about like fucking everything is happening all at once it's like everything is always happening all at once yes you just need is, to learn how to true. need to learn how to parse it yeah. And I feel like that's, you know, people who were successful younger, when you grow up in it, you don't get these stresses. But when you start doing it when you're a little bit older mm-hmm. or when you already have a lot of stuff going on, right. you know, right. yep. um, it, 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 can, it can become difficult. You know, that's why professional fighters, that's all they fucking do. Yeah. You think you think like like during fight camp, you're going to go home and like have to meal prep? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell no. Yeah. Just... UFC is hiring you a chef. Yeah. You know, or you're hiring you a chef. Right. Or you're buying a bunch of shit from a fucking... You know, yeah, meal, meal prep, prep place. place, like you know, like. Ooh. Wow. Um, I like that. I like soda. that. Yeah, <laughs> but, both John a soda, just because. But yeah, know. so um, what I wanted to discuss, uh, I wanted to hear a little bit from each of you. How, like, do you agree? Do you disagree? And how do you think you can implement that ideology into your life to make improvements? Which ideology is this? <laughs> in, in a few words. What are we talking about? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Pushing yourself even when you feel bad. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. You know, like, because you're not always going to feel good. That's the wrong camera. <laughs> you're not always going to feel good. And it's if you're going to stay consistent, that's really required at that point. You know, there, if you're not doing it and if you're not pushing through the bad times and you're not staying consistent, then it's just, that's just a matter of fact, you know. So I, I think that's, mm. it's not only, you know, 
if that's what you're doing, you're not doing it without pushing through the bad times. Hmm. You know, so yeah, it's, it's like in and of it's it's like by definition, the consistency requires. Right. That like in in and of itself, that's like part of the definition. And I think we saying. go like this, but I also think that we are all learning lessons and ways in which to be more consistent. Oh, I agree. Because right. like because right. like I I'll, I'll be consistent when I'm on the floor, but I won't continue that ideology when it comes to what's on my fork. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But also when it comes to viewing consistency and viewing like how much pressure you're applying, it also depends highly on your macro view of it. Whether it's like, man, you know, I haven't worked out in a day or, you know what, man, I've worked out nine out of the 10 last weeks. You know, so it's like if you're, depending on how much you zoom in or out, your perception mm. of your consistency can change. Mm. That's true. The magnification of your perception is like super important. That's a right. really interesting point. I didn't think about it like that because yeah. I, I, I do get like that. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it's like last week I, I couldn't train. I was working like six out of seven days. I was I was always uh, going to Yankee Stadium and just doing the baseball. But uh, I was like getting down on myself and I thought, but dude, I've been at the school twice a week for the last month and a half. I'm like, since the test, I've been there. You know, like so... What what do I what do I feel shitty about? I had to work. Yeah, got to make the mun yeah. months, you know. So yeah. it's like let's get back after it. Uh, last night I helped teach the kids and had to come home and and help my wife out with some stuff. So you know I couldn't train last night, but I, I had some other stuff to do. But I still showed up and I still taught the kids and you know it's or helped with the kids. Excuse me. And it's just like yeah, that's personally what's been going on. But like you just got to find a way to get get through whatever shit you're dealing with and, and, mm. and get to what's, what matters to you. Yeah. I had to learn to work out on my own and that had to be a really healthy thing. Like, So are, are you like a person that likes working out on your own or would you prefer to be in a class or um, with us? When it comes to like if I'm, if I'm lifting weights, I like being alone. You know, if, yeah. I'm, if, I'm, if I'm lifting, if I'm hitting the heavy bag, I also like being alone but I like working out with you guys doing like our intervals mm. and our calisthenics and stuff. Mm. Like that's fun but like lifting weights, I definitely prefer to be alone. Um, but and classes are fine. I mean, I have a, I find a way to enjoy the setting no matter what. You know, what I have a hard time with, and I want to know if you guys relate to this, is mm-hmm. doing my material by myself. Mm, I yeah. have a really hard time like going over like testing material yeah. and and I feel like and shit when work I do. by myself. <laughs> I, I do too. Yeah. I do too. And then like and then I find because I'm doing it on my own and I'm and I'm like. Uh, you know, because you're not pushed by the class, not that energy of everybody yeah. around you, yeah. that you just avoid it and don't do it at all. Right, right. Yeah. And like even uh, I even think something as simple as not having the mirror always, you know, because yeah, you can't. Because yeah, if I'm yeah. in the back, in, if I'm in my backyard, there's no mirror back. What kind of weirdo keeps a mirror in his backyard? You know, and, and that you guy's know, fucking creepy. Think, but but it, I, I think I think because I did I was doing this before because I'm like literally like I was in the middle of working out and being like, man, I would have never done this two years ago. Mm-hmm. Because I have the park guy is watching me in the parking lot, like, because you know I'm like I'm like I'm like parking lot idiot, you know what I mean? I'm like park I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like park kung fu. I'm park literally kung park fu kung fu. I'm just doing. It looks like I do MMA or something like that, you know. I'm just doing kicks or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing it, but then I went in the grass, took my shoes off, and wanted to do a form. Mm-hmm. And my hips were just like so, like my like I had literally just like did like like uh, uh, eight rounds mm-hmm. of kicking mm-hmm. and with resistance band yeah, roundhouse yeah. work, yeah. like and a baby giraffe. Tong- like, yeah. And I tried to do tongue pitch one, and my body was like once you have it only once. <laughs> um, I had no this many. I, yeah, and I felt terrible. And I, I wish I had stayed and done a couple more forms. Again, the universe works out. A bunch, you know. I ended up getting a couple phone calls I needed to answer, so it ended up being mm-hmm. like a good time for me to end. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, if I just did days like that more often, mm-hmm. then just like the days where it's like, all right, well, I got to work out. Okay, well, I don't know what to do. 
well, I can't go to Crunch and hit the heavy bag, so I can't do that. And then there's only like a bob at the gym that I'm at, mm. and it's in a room that's like three by three, and then other people want to work out in there. So right. it's like hitting the bag. It's like this is my room now, bitches. Dude, you know, bobs like, are hilarious. Something about a bob is just hilarious. It's super yeah, funny. It. It's super funny. It's like somebody designed that face to be punched. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> that was somebody's imagination. <laughs> that's like, literally what that thing looks like. Listen, we're creating a, a, a person, a fleshy person for you to punch. But Make you def- see it, and it, you inherently want to like. It's almost you just like, hit it. like you look at it, and it's just like, "What's up, bitch?" And you're like, he just "What the fuck grumpy. did you just say to me?" Even better, there's like the Bob Junior, like the kid, like the middle school I'm size. Punch your kid now, dude. There's a middle school size Bob. <laughs> and he it's looks like, like a little shit. Leave my kid alone. It, and it's like it's the bullying training device. So you, you know? go to go to the guy who makes him like Jerry. I need you to scru- to uh, to illustrate a really punchable twelve year old. Like that's what they did. It. It's like I mean, the Bob Junior. It's basically any twelve year old. Let's be real. Pretty fair. I mean, it's not wrong. Yeah. Uh, not wrong. I teach kids for a living. Trust me. <laughs> but yeah, no. But anyway, um, so uh, I think I just had a stroke. The fuck was I saying? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So what I was saying is, like, two years ago, I would have never done that because people were watching or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's other days where you're going to go for an exercise, and then there's like, I can't get some to one place and hit the bag. I can't get here and do this. There's no open area where nobody's eyeing me. I mm-hmm. work at the gym that I work at a lot of the time, so I'm not going to take the turf and be like, I'm going to do kung fu here, okay, guys? You <laughs> know, okay and then, you guys? And then like, and then like have it look bad too because I'm yeah. making mistakes and training and trying yeah. to figure stuff out. So then it's like, okay, well, I guess I got to get to the school early. And I guess I got to do this, and I guess I got to do that. But yeah. you know, discipline is just like, all right. Well, this is the place that I have to practice. This is the place that I have to practice. Like, I have nothing holding me back from going into my backyard or even my living room and just moving the coffee table and doing Tannikins, Nikins, and our beginner forms. Mm-hmm. I have nothing stopping me from doing that, except for the fucking coffee table. I said moving the coffee table. I know that's the one thing in the way. That's all. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other the coffee table. I'm saying you got That's, that's not here. difficult to do. Right. You know. And same for you. If it's not raining, you have everything right out there right. to go work out. And you have a beautiful patio. No. You have absolutely no excuse. My backyard is filled to the brim with coffee tables. I can't go back. You can't even walk out there it's an anymore. Ocean of coffee tables back there, guys. I yeah. can't do it. It's like an IKEA. They're all heavy. Like I just have to sit inside and eat ice cream. It's the only that's all I can do. Right. I sorry. Wait, that's all I can do. Only room on the couch. He's got a cream quota. He's got a. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But you know what I'm saying is like is like we none of us have Mm. the excuse. Yet what we all have in common is that we constantly make the excuses. We divulge the excuses to each other, Mm. and then because we love each other and because we're brothers and we don't want to hurt the other person, we're like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And in the moment, that reassurance is what we need. But we also need moments like this where we turn the lens inward and we go, have we really been doing as much as we can do? Mm-hmm. And I think we owe it to the people who are listening to us to then push forward mm-hmm. and to do more and go further. So I I, I pose that same question to you. You know, like um, where, are er- you know, where are areas where you feel like your mental health would be improved if you could push further? And do you think that you're putting the work in right now that you would like to be putting in to get to the technique level that you aspire to be? Uh, From a black belt, black sash perspective, you know what I mean? John is just getting going. So you bring up – I just want to say this real quick before you answer that question. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Um, But to get to your point, 11 years, three. So for you, looking back and being like, man, I worked out like nine weeks in a row, like twice a week, nine weeks in a row. Like that's crazy. 
for you, that is crazy. Like that's nuts because you went for like a decade of being like, well, I did, I worked my, I worked this muscle by putting this to my face. You know what I mean? Like I worked this muscle and I worked these muscles. Did my course light curls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I like that a lot. Actually, I like that a lot. My Rocky Mountain highs. You know what the I mean? Banquet biceps. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. Champagne of buys. Uh, <laughs> my Miller highlights. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So, so like for, for for different perspectives from different experience levels. You know, like we're at a different place. Like twice a week, it isn't going to cut it for where we're expected to be, mm. and it's not going to main. It it will just barely maintain where we're at. Yeah, that, that would have to be a, a pretty intense twice a, a week. Yeah, pretty a pretty hard two times a week. But yeah, it, that's so. For us, as your friends who are black sashes, we are constantly trying to guide you in a direction where you are mentally, physically, and spiritually, emotionally, I should say, capable of gradually increasing the quality of the work that you do, the workload, while then balancing your personal life and getting you yeah. – and cranking you up to that intermediate workload level while still balancing it out. Because there's other people that we know that have kids, have wives, have jobs, have this, have that, have to do whatever, and they figure it out. You know, like when I was in Phoenix, it was before um, I had to deal with all the stuff I had to deal with, and I was feeling pretty good. And I was, bang, you know, I was, I was killing it in the gym. I was, I ran like nine miles while I was down there, mm-hmm. and uh, I did an hour of shadow boxing in my hotel room. I just got up and just fucking started shadow boxing around everything. Mm-hmm. And like wore my watch, had a crazy workout in the hotel room. Got my heart rate up to like 175 just by moving my body. Mm-hmm. You know, like so I'm moving my body, redlining, just sweating, moving, mm-hmm. and then my fucking underwear. Like, you know, like I couldn't couldn't be more comfortable. The people in the room on you were like, What the fuck is going on? I, it was like eleven o'clock in the morning. They can eat my ass. I don't care. <laughs> if you're asleep at eleven o'clock in the morning, what you did last night was a sin and you deserve to pay for it. <laughs> That's no, okay. not even being asleep. It's like, what is going on? Oh yeah. I was teaching salsa classes in my hotel room. I was doing Zoom salsa, you know. Um, uh, but but yeah, so that's what that's what I'm saying. Is like I think, for, especially for you traveling, like things like that is something to think about. It doesn't need to be an hour. It can be mm. 10, 15 minutes. And I'm using you not as to come down on you on air, but because there's other people who are going. That's why so many people are invested in your testing. Because they're like, oh my god, I'm where he is, mm-hmm. and they're living vicariously through you or using you as a point of inspiration and so we have a thousand people on instagram just about mm-hmm. help us get there we have yeah. almost 700 people on 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 youtube yeah and like in the terms of youtubers and instagram influence or is god that word's disgusting it feels bad um, to say it but here we are doing it <laughs> but, I, but i mean like that's kind of what we're doing in yeah, a way it is like like but in in the realm of those people those aren't big numbers but put 700 people in a fucking room and tell me that that's not a lot of people that's way so too many people that's a shitload of people fire hazard and if, all doing and, here? And, and if those people if those aren't the same people and i'm sure a lot of them are the same people but mm. think about it that's 1400 people roughly right mm. like or i'm sorry 1600 people i can't sure. do math um you know mm. like say if it's like if it's like 950 and 650 or whatever that's mm-hmm. like yeah like 1500 people something sure. like that whatever i don't fucking know yeah, i'm well, making up numbers i can't well. do math i'm stupid um but but you know what i mean yeah not a numbers guy you know what i'm saying he's not the bookie 
Unfortunately, yeah. none of you guys can fit in this living room. There's way too many. <laughs> Me and Ryan too many cameras and lights around us. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, like in the grand scheme of things, that's not that many, mm. but it's kind of a lot. Yeah, it's kind of it's, it's kind of a lot. It's, it, it's it's not that many, but it's a lot. And there's yeah. people who are who are reaching out to us and interacting with us and being like, "Man, you guys helped me so much." Mm-hmm. And then what we're gonna do? Be like, "Yeah, I know that was cool, but like, fuck you guys, we're gonna quit now." You know what I mean? We're not yeah. gonna we're not gonna make it to our goals, even even watching us for a year and a half try to yeah. make it to our goals. You yeah. know, so we we owe it to them to hit to reach new heights. Is what I'm saying. Now that being said, this conversation started with, you know improvements into into your mental health mm-hmm. and also being goal oriented where are some areas for you that you think you uh, are killing it or need to improve uh well on the martial side i think again and i think this is good that i'm saying this because uh zooming in and out kind of as i'm saying this like kind of zooming out my um kind of macro dedication has improved immensely and stayed fairly consistent for like the last year and a half to two years pretty much and it's only kind of increased especially since I've gotten my black sash so yeah I, but, I definitely um, I mean the Crocs aren't doing you any favors but are you you're, sure? but you're doing good you are you know? sure they're not? I mean I think what they're they're magnificent look at look at these can we, guys can we just... look at them yeah look at the charms that's nice yeah I mean it's you know you got a manatee. Like uh... This is this is this is the symbol of success. Is what these are. This is a person who is is killing it every day. I, no, I, I'm glad you're comfortable. And I'm so sorry. It's funny, I had to mess funny with thing you for you to. Uh, I know you wouldn't think this, but I am wearing two of them. So there's there's one over here as well. There's Dos Crocs. This is pretty cool. That's that, my name, um, but that's yep. okay. You know, it's but not yeah. a big thing. It's not a big thing. Don't make it a big deal. Yeah, it's, no it's, big, not, it's not. It's not a big deal. Get back up to your microphone. Nobody can hear. It's not a big deal. But yeah, so the past two years you so, have been much more consistent. Yes, I would say. So, so your fire is definitely relit, and it is it is affecting areas of your life. I do see 100%. a lot of improvement. So, so on that end, for kung fu, macro is much better. Uh, on the micro level, um, so especially after, we were just talking about this before we started recording. Um, right after the tournament, it's this started happening, and then on top of it, uh, also. Was it a month ago? Maybe month, month and a half ago. I uh, pulled my hamstring when we were in demo class, and that kind of put me out of commission for like two, probably like three to four weeks, pretty much. But even in saying that, that has kind of that has taken me taken me back a little bit more on the mindset level of like getting ready for the tournament, of like all right, fight training, a lot of that stuff. Not being in that fight training space headspace as much recently, um, but. Again, pulling out, zooming out, um, that has also been filled more with um, getting even more into teaching and helping to educate people in the school at my from from my point of view and skill level and being able to help with the kids and help the adults and and even like you know um, getting you know helping people you know especially higher sashes getting ready for you know higher sash tests you know and helping them with that and helping them with material and looking at people's self defense and being able to actually be like you know just being able to be that 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 force of 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 um, assistance in that way has been really cool. So it has kind of been a so I think and I, I John I got to say I I I really like the 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 zooming in and out um kind of perspective because again it it allows us to treat anything that we're looking at in both ways and I think it allows for more criticism but also more credit where it's due, you know, like again, like, oh, right now, not really, not really as much in the fight training and hardcore training space as I have been, 
which I want to improve upon. But in light of that, I've also been teaching, you know, just more into teaching and working on material when I am training. Um, and that's been great. Um, and on top of that as well, um, I think I've just kind of been in general more focused and more driven and just been happier for the most part, I would mm. say. So mentally and emotionally, I think I've been better. Uh, specifically to kind of what you guys were talking about with um, the feelings and things like that. I, I think there is, like you were saying, of it's directly almost in the definition of um, consistency to do things in spite of, 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 potential, of other factors, especially how you're feeling. Um, and I think one thing that a lot of, that a lot of people um, throw to the wayside or don't really think about is that your feelings are not always a direct indication of what should be happening or how you should be feeling or where you should be going. It's, it's just that your feelings are not always a good barometer of that. Are gut feelings real? 100%. Absolutely. Is intuition real? Absolutely. 100%. But this idea of like, I feel like shit and my body feels like shit, so I shouldn't work out. That's where it starts getting a little dicey, you know, mm. and I've brought this up multiple times and I'm going to bring it up again. So fucking deal with it. Um, of a- <laughs> and I think it's something to be brought up because it's also something that we all do to ourselves. Yeah, and um, absolutely. then after this, we're going to get to those questions that were yes. posed. Um, but uh, yes, but the questions. <laughs> but what I what I what I repeat a lot is, again, my my what my therapist would tell me where he would see me falling into patterns of either uh, eating more than I need to be eating along with, you know, so stress eating, staying in bed for the whole day or things like that. And then that leaching out into not working on my business or not my, my, my romantic or, or, or friend relationships, you know, and friendships and things like that. Um, where he'd be like, you know, is it, you know, if you just acted in light of how you were feeling when you were depressed, you know, what would, where would you be or what would you be doing? And it's like, I'd be, Binge eating, I'd be fat. I'd be, I'd be even more sad. I'd probably not have a girlfriend. I'd be, Uber I'd, eats photo Ryan. Yeah, that photo. That is not a. That is not a pleasant photo of me. We'll probably throw that. I think. I think it'd be good to throw that in the Discord at some point. Just, <laughs> that just, should go on just, the Discord. Just the, just the, you should just fucking finally go on the Discord and post the it. First in thing there. I'll post. That'd yeah. be fantastic. Yeah, I, That'd be amazing. The only I, thing you ever posted. Yeah, I look like a. I look like a uh, fat out of work art teacher with a bowl cut. It's not good. It's not a good look for me. Like like an out-of-work art teacher who's just been at the bar lamenting about it. You know what I mean? Just wine drunk. If a muumuu was a person. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) But I do think that that is something that we all suffer from and something that we all need to uh, work on. And that was kind of the point that I was bringing up is like there's this importance to physicality. There's this importance to getting inside your body. And like when you're sore – when you're sore from exercise, you just need to know what exercises to do then – instead of hurting yourself you know what i mean like learn how to move your body learn how to be in touch with your body and that's where the internals come into play and Mm -hmm. if you think it's hard to do your beginner forms and your basic techniques uh on your own by yourself try doing your internal forms on your own by yourself because that is a whole other level of difficulty impossible (laughs) it is it is not not impossible and i have done a lot of it and i used to but it feels impossible. Well, I'll put it to you this way. I am trying to get back to my level of excitement and dedication when I was getting ready for my red and my black sash because I was up every day. Well, I would say like three, four times a week at 530 to 6 a.m. And I would make sure I got at least six hours of sleep and I wouldn't drink the night before. And I would just get up and start moving and get to the gym. And it was some days I would get to the gym and I would have like three hours to shower and leave, you know, like, and so some days I would get to the gym and I would have like an hour and a half, like killer workout because I felt great. And other days I would stretch for an hour Mm -hmm. 
And through that dedication of saying, all right, I'm going to get up and I have an hour and this is what this hour is dedicated to. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And this is what this hour is dedicated to. And this is something that I want you to really think about because this is what we're trying to like, as our experience of going through all the tests is put on to you and to get you and other people who are in the same experience level, the same point in their training where they're just becoming intermediates and they're just kind of really getting mm-hmm. into the thick of it. Um, just sectioning off that time for me mm-hmm. allowed me to learn so much about my body unlock new areas of strength and mobility Mm -hmm. and achieve techniques and forms and precision that white sash and yellow sash me never would have thought that I was capable of Mm -hmm. strength that I never would have thought I was capable of I you know I'm I deadlift often and the first time I deadlifted I did it in the 360 smith machine because I was terrified of deadlifting Mm -hmm. because I didn't think I was capable of that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff the first time I ever did a, you know, I I, I, I I was at LA Fitness and I was getting confident. I saw somebody doing Bruce Lee's dragon flags on a bench. And I was like, I wonder if I could do those. And then I started doing them so consistently. I need to get back into them, obviously. But I was doing stuff like that so consistently. Mm-hmm. Or at least if I had nothing else to do, let me at least do sit-ups. You know what I mean? So consistently that I remember I was working out one day at the school. And Sifu Greg was like, that was a good workout you were doing over there. And if he was like, I'm impressed at what you're doing, then I must have been doing something right. Mm-hmm. You were crushing at that point. Yeah, yeah. I must have been doing something right. And like, it, it's it's just consistency and attitude and mentality. That's mm-hmm. what it's all about. Consistency, attitude, and mentality. The moment that you say to yourself, I don't know if I can today, then you can't. But if you say to yourself, I'm going to take 30 minutes and I'm going to get out of bed and I'm just going to start. And even if the start is half an hour of like making coffee and an egg and being like, I don't know where I am. And then you just slowly get the locomotion going. And then after you're done with that, they can play video games for 15, 16 hours because I do that too. It's <laughs> all know? about like, mentatitudency. <laughs> and on that note, so we've been doing a lot more listener interaction, trying to get people more involved. The Discord has been awesome. And I really am grateful for that. Really, really am grateful for that. And I posed a question on our Instagram story that I. I'm realizing I need to do this for multiple days in a row because we don't have 25,000 followers <laughs> uh, and we're not sexy women. We're mediocre looking men. Uh, uh, you've never broke, seen man. me in a brazier, so. So on Instagram, Wolf Martial Arts Jocko asks, uh, what do you wish you knew when you first started training? Um, and I wish I knew when I first started training that uh, tomorrow is coming so whatever mistakes I made today can be fixed and to not identify with those mistakes. Does that make mm. sense? To not mm. let those mistakes then define who I am as an individual, but to just let them roll off my shoulder and to keep moving forward. Because you can't – if you make a mistake or if something's not perfect or if you're trying to learn something, that's all it is. You're trying to learn. It's a school. It's not a – you know what I mean? It's a school, not a performance Mm-hmm. You know, like you're mm-hmm. you're not getting on stage and being like, all right, do the best you can. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like dances with the stars. I didn't prepare. You know, mm-hmm. like it's uh, it's it's you're learning. You're yeah. learning, and you're going to make mistakes, and you can't identify and let those mistakes um, uh, 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 latch onto your ego to the point that your ego blows up and becomes a detriment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like your ego can be a tool, f- a tool that you can use 
And if you allow yourself to, how do I phrase this? If you allow, it, like, it can be like fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like it's like throwing wood on the fire of your ego because it, then it's just going to lash out and then you're going to be that person whose ego, like that guy we watched in the video before, was like, got his ass kicked and was like, I'll get you tomorrow, get dude. you tomorrow. It's like, dude, you're all ego, you're no work because mm-hmm. you're you're putting up this facade now to protect, as I beat my microphone up, you're putting up a facade to protect you now and yeah. I used to do that all the time. I'm like, in a fight, I'll be fine, you know? But meanwhile, like, I didn't hit a bag or do any kung fu for a week. I just, like, showed up and taught the kids and, like, went home and lifted weights and then wondered why I couldn't move, mm. you know? Well, one episode, we got to cover that video. The Charlie guy, just fucking, this dude's a bully. And he just, we like... Might, we might get to do that uh, afterwards because the second question might lead perfectly into that. But we'll see where the conversation goes. But, yeah, Excellent. so what, what's something, John, what's something you wish you knew when you first started training? Well, um, when, when I first started training, uh, we didn't spar often. But one thing that I It I've was learned, COVID, just so everybody knows. Well, I'm not even talking about with you guys i'm talking about with uh, with the last school i was at we didn't mm-hmm. spar often and i didn't think that sparring was as important to training as going through our techniques was but one thing i learned through training at authentic shallon and, and training with you guys is that if you're not sparring you're not fighting you know because you're not practicing fighting you know and there's ways to simulate it but at the same time like we didn't do any of that so like yeah, there was like none like, yeah. like you're saying, it's like totally different. Yeah, my school, I think approach. I put on my pads like like a handful of times. And we, we barely ever sparred. It was really just drills, like partner drills, which are very useful. They have their purpose. But like literal sparring will get you good at fighting. And, and it's not like he was there for six months. He was there for like 10 years. Yeah, right? I've, I've, and we, yeah, it was, we didn't, we didn't do a lot of sparring. And, and, uh, and at this school, it's very, we're very stand up heavy, you know, like pretty much completely stand up fighting. Uh, and it's a lot of fun, and I really discovered an element that was kind of not really shielded from me, but wasn't part of the curriculum. If, if, I, if I can make a note there about that, about the whole it's basically stand-up fighting. As you get further into it, you realize that you want to be standing immediately. Right. So as you get further into the sando, you get more advanced, and we can trust you to not kill yourself or kill somebody else with more techniques. <laughs> right. Um, there are reversals. There is stuff from the floor. There is like, okay, you get taken down, now you're going to take him down, now you're going to get on top. We do practice stuff like that. I have practiced stuff like that in the school. Again, it's not the main focus because the main focus is you want to be standing again. We're not fighting for the cage. We're not trying to get a submission. Mm-hmm. We're trying to use the floor as a weapon. Mm-hmm. That's the point of Sway Jiao. We're trying to use the floor as a weapon, stay on our feet because we're trying to deal with multiple opponents and get away and get away safely. It's not for the cage. If it's just for competition, then you can roll around on the floor as much as you want. But get somebody in a rear naked choke and all his friends are trying to beat you with axes and beer bottles and tell me how, how effective yeah. it's not a good idea pulling to pull guard, guard is going to be yeah. in the exactly. middle of a bar when you have 15 people trying to stomp you out. That's all. That's. I just need to make that distinction because I know you know oh, yeah. that we understand, but somebody right. who's brand new to the show might not understand you right, know what i mean right. but continue i am sorry yeah i mean and, and but that's not to say that we didn't do, like I, I did a lot of we did a lot of rolling did a lot of grappling from the floor yeah. you know so that was that was fun but it's still not the same as just like getting really good at being on your feet and really good at, re, at working the perimeter and working your range and and just like learning how to how to you know get in and get out and and that whole that whole thing you know mm-hmm. the, there's a lot that whole element was shielded for me and i wish that um sparring was something that i was uh, more uh, involved in when I first started when I was a kid because um, mm-hmm. it's completely like training here my eyes are completely open to it and it's mm. my favorite shit I fucking love it <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome Ryan how about you uh, I would say thinking about how I feel now and what has improved I would say one of the most important things is 
truly understanding and also because when I think about this stuff, I think of not just stuff that I can understand conceptually, but stuff, but having these things integrated into my understanding in the way that they are now. So like in the past, I could understand these concepts conceptually, like, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense, but not like them being aligned with like who I am and how I act and what I do more. Not that they are all the time because they aren't, but uh, like I would say for me um, that uh, discomfort is necessary and discomfort is good a lot of the time. And a lot of the time discomfort can be um, not only mitigated, but more importantly understood and integrated into your being and kind of history um, and story. Um, based off of your perspective and based off of your um, understanding that if you understand yourself and you try to talk to yourself and you bargain with yourself and you uh, respect yourself that um, it doesn't have to be like this kind of very subtle survival mode of I feel good, I feel good, I feel good. Oh, fuck, I feel bad, I feel bad, I feel bad. I feel good, I feel good. Go for the, you know, and just knowing that like, yeah, like discomfort is necessary. Discomfort is good. And it has, and the long game, the short and short, medium and long game have so much more to do with your perspective and the way that you look at things and the way that you treat yourself and talk to yourself than almost what's happening around you and what's happening to you. I would say those are kind of the the biggest things. And then the one other thing is just that um, you will change and you will grow if you allow yourself to. You know, you, you know, who I was at 18 is not who I am at 28. Mm. Because a lot of it because of the school, you know, and because of just, you know, with any any external factor is going to going to change you in a positive one hundred percent. And as long as the external factors are positive, will change you in a positive way, and vice versa. Yeah, like a like like falling into a volcano will change you quite a lot. But <laughs> that will turn you into liquid mostly. Everybody um, can jump into a volcano <laughs> once. Yeah, well, you'll get, you'll get <laughs> one good volcano most, jump. Mostly liquid. Um, and then where are we? And then you jump for the rest of your life. <laughs> where are we? So, um, okay, great. So. There's actually a lot of question here. Oh Lord! Um, the inbox is lit. <laughs> well, it's 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 all uh, sagacious Lou. Ah, um, like sagacious Sue. <laughs> so this is, is this is a multi-parted question, and uh, I'm gonna read it all out, and then we're gonna okay. Okay. Many parts. As I actually, there's been additions since I've last checked the Discord. Which oh is, shit! It's all the same person. He's just, he's just, it's all sagacious Lou. He's just got a lot to ask right now. So let's, let's see, go. Let's Lou. see what he has to say. So, um, he says, or she, I don't know. Um, one topic I'm interested in: in some schools, some martial artists, some martial artists really go to town to act, look, and behave in the culture of the system that they do. Uh. An example, karate guys act and talk and portray being Japanese. I've met some Chinese Kung Fu practitioners who go too far to act and come across as Chinese. I have nothing against using language and ceremony within reason, but these things like taking a Chinese name you've chosen or sycophantic behavior leaves me confused. I'm British, and no matter how much Kung Fu I've learned, I'll never be Chinese. In fact, my parents were German and Brazilian. Thoughts? Um, so for that, um, some people are really lacking an identity. And when there's a lot of culture, at least just my personal opinion on that, like mm-hmm. some people really need an identity and some people get wrapped up or really obsessed or involved with kind of grab things the like thing this. They trip yeah, into because it's a community. I mean, look, look at it with like when we say we weebs, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, 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 like nerdy guys who are really into anime. I mean, like they all are, what they're really latching onto is an identity. They don't know who they are. They're trying to discover themselves. And so this culture and this thing and this thing that they do becomes their identity, mm-hmm. right? Because 
because they just find something that they love and they attach themselves mm-hmm. to it. Uh, while in the modern day, a lot of this is now called cultural appropriation and things of that nature. I think it's cultural appropriation when you are doing it specifically to steal from somebody and specifically to yeah. claim an idea as your own when it is not. I think that is cultural appropriation. I think if you love and respect a culture, it's like I'm wearing Chinese characters and Buddhist beads right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but I don't. I would love to learn Chinese. I do Duolingo to understand Chinese yeah. a little bit better, and it's more so like because I want to understand the culture. I want to be able to read texts and books in their original format. If I was ever able to do that one mm-hmm. day, it would be amazing. And if I ever went to China, then I get to. Mm-hmm speak to people in Chinese. I think that would be an amazing way to show that I respect the culture. I think a great way to show that you respect the culture (coughs) excuse me is to learn their language. Mm. And I think if it's from that context, then it's okay. And then the other side of that is to be compassionate towards people who might have a lot going on um, emotionally or personally you know, mm-hmm. and to realize that like maybe they have something that they need to deal with yeah. or, or like hide this from, is the, or, or this is like what they need right now. This, like, right, this, this, what, this is a buoy right, they're holding on right, to. Right, exactly. And, and maybe they're a little too obsessed about it right mm-hmm. now, but give them another couple of years and they might find a balance. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, um, anybody have anything they want to add on that point? Uh, I mean, even just to give a little context, I think because uh, I, I think you kind of hit it on the head generally, um, and I think. To add it more into maybe giving context into the into our experience at our school and how we kind of where that kind of is is you know like all of our like all of our forms we um, are trying to bring everything back to the original um, Mandarin. Uh, so just as very quick context, not to make this part of the story, but um, you know so our you know system went from you know northern China uh, northern China to southern China to Japan to uh, Colombia to Puerto Rico and then to here so there's been a lot of change New York to <laughs> New York there's been, so there's been a lot of change of names of forms and things like that a lot of change of culture language and and and, yes, and yes. you know uh, place it's being practiced yes so so in saying that you know um just as a as a general rule of thumb you know all of our forms have um Chinese names to them, um, and some of those were Cantonese, some of those were Mandarin, um, and then again, trying to we're trying to now bring everything back to the original uh, Mandarin um, since it w- it was originated in northern China. Uh, but so everything, you know, we all have those names. But then also to be fair, it's not like if you don't call it the, if you don't call it the Mandarin name, it's like we have you know, um, you know, it's like uh, I'm trying to think. What's a good example? Um, you know, like uh, so we have like well, a Wuchuan, right? like uh, like yeah, so like like Wu Chuan is uh like was like we originally was like Lohan stance form, you know, or like um Gunshante is our like it's actually technically it's the first staff form you learn, but it's actually a big staff form broken up into four separate staff forms basically. So we just have like oh like um long staff is the second part of Gunshante or like you know like things like that where it's just. So it's not we're not it's not militant in that way of like you didn't call it that it's not you know it's well yeah it's at very... the same time well, sometimes you're gonna you're gonna develop colloquial names to of things, course I think I'm of using course. that term correctly um, uh, just just to that point as well um, or to 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 what I was saying um, we we try ourselves to not adopt the culture in kind of a um, um, it's like, not like, our like culture in, like, we're like borrowing it's it's not our culture we're borrowing it. No, no, no. So that's, what, that's to, what I mean. So we have to respect. I think I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, we we are we are uh, we are trying to we have an understanding of a certain part of Chinese culture that we are trying to maintain and integrate all the pieces that are missing. Like our teacher has basically been putting back together 
our northern system and bringing the internal parts back and kind of bringing all these pieces. And he's still doing that today. He's learning from people that are, you know, Sifu Kwanchak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're pu- he putting Sifu to- Raul. Yeah, putting together. Lee Wing, which we're going to do a seminar. Are you coming in next weekend? Yes, yes, yeah, so nice. I'll be there. Um, so basically, maintaining, um, under- trying to understand. Uh, maintain and preserve this part of this culture that we have yes we have adopted we were not born in it we were not we did not grow up in it um some of us came to it in different parts of our lives both age and maturity wise and things like that in different different seasons of our lives but uh you know we are understanding blind dance and we keep blind dance alive and and again and again not that this matters that much but again just to even play devil's advocate you know we have we have people who will play at will play at shows where there are chinese people there sometimes you know multi um um, descendant of like people who are Americanized and they're like oh we love the dragons the dragons are great and it's like they're not dragons you know and it's and it's ha- but how stuff like that switches how it's it's not always about it's more about right I'm a dedicated- terrible Italian I'm a terrible Italian yeah. you know what I mean yeah, like, it happens to everybody yeah so yeah it it, it, it's, so it doesn't really matter it's like it, it's, yeah. it's all kind of where you're coming from yeah what and your if intention is and if, yeah if you're coming from a good place even if you're a little ridiculous you know what I mean yeah. like if you're coming from a good place you're coming from yeah. a good place it is what it is uh I think yes. that it really boils down to just when you talk about like respecting a culture or a tradition or what we're doing here. If you're um, you're masquerading as being a part of that culture, it implies that you're you're mm. artificially practicing it. I think you that's know, what like, I was trying to. If we're going around, get at, if we're was, going around mm, pretending, no, no, okay. if we're going around pretending that we do kung fu, I think that's a pretty shitty thing to do, and I think that's mm. worth saying something about. We're doing kung fu, you know. This is this is right, regardless of where you're at in your skill level and how far yeah, you've come. From, it's not like, it's not like you're is. not. You're right, yeah. It's not like you're not doing your best. Yeah. Right, you and, know? And, but it's like it's. I feel like, you know, there's there's sort of people want to put a racial element to cultural appropriation that like, oh, well, you're white, so it's not your culture, so you're appropriating it. When it's not that simple. I mean, our our teacher is Canadian, you know, and it's just like, you know, it's uh, and he's a he's a beast, he's a monster, he's one of the most incredible martial arts I've ever seen, and so. And no, not everybody starts or even gets to a mastery level. And so, like, what? Everyone that's ever done Kung Fu on the planet that isn't Chinese is an illegitimate practitioner? That's not legit at all. And, and, some, people, so, and some people do feel that way. In, and that's and a terrible way of, to think. Yeah, and about anything. Yeah. Not right. even just Kung Fu or martial arts, about anything. I mean, like, everything ever comes from someone's culture. Everything ever comes from someone's culture. Everything on planet Earth yeah. is an amalgamation of influences from outside. Even pasta isn't Italian. It's Chinese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? All that, that, that came from there. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, uh, yeah. And to, to kind of more directly, I think, to Lou, because we, we are answering the question, but I think more even to, to answer it even more directly, and this is, again, my personal opinion, is I think if you are more, like let's say for Kung Fu, for example, if you are more focused on the ornate uniforms and the and the and the name you know and the Chinese names and speaking Mandarin and the lineage, but you're not but you're you're not training and you're not getting into that that true intention of what kung fu is and trying to even discover that for yourself. You've, in my personal opinion, you've missed the boat. You're right. not. You're, you're you are on the dock. hundred percent. Knowing everything about music and not being able to play an instrument. Yeah. No, that's a musicologist. They exist. They're real. And there's a degree in it. You don't have to play an instrument, but you know everything about music. And, huh. and again, that's <laughs> having knowledge about even that. Like people, like so to, to play devil's advocate with with me, uh, with myself. It's like someone who could be a historian of martial arts is perfectly fine. 
that's totally fine. But if you are a historian of technically a historian of martial arts, but saying you're a martial artist, yeah, that's that, where we that's where we're missing the boat. If you want right. to, if you want to, if you want to know martial arts, you want to you want to enjoy the history, the language. That's incredible. Do that. But it's mm-hmm. like if you're like I do all these things and I'm a martial artist, but you kind of. You're martial arts on paper, and you do all the other stuff in practice. It's like, eh, you're not really that. That's what I mean by masquerading. Yeah. All that stuff, the the the, the sequined outfits and shit, and like without actually doing the martial no, you're arts. You're playing pretend. That's, that's masquerading. You're, per- you're cosplaying as yeah. a martial artist. Were you going to say something else? No, I was going to say, um, I think I think that's a great place yeah. to uh, yeah. to to move on to the second part of the question, which sure. is which is long. It's just keep saying another topic and another I'm topic. Ready. Um, <laughs> so he's got a okay. So he goes a question for those who are just starting on the journey of sparring. Any tips, advice, or wise words to help them on their journey, like etiquette, not taking it too far. And I think I'm going to read the rest of this because I think we can all tie it in together. Yeah, you can, you can read, um, read the whole thing. No, because I, I read it before and it really kind of all can be answered in, in one shot. Sure. Um, so there's a question for those who are just starting. Any you know tips to just starting sparring, etiquette, not taking it too far. There's another topic is the importance of combining the internal and external aspects of your system. I've always felt that they cannot be separated. My kung fu improved exponentially when I could combine the two, yin and yang. Another topic is the infighting in some Chinese systems. Wing Chun guys constantly fight over who holds a bong sao in the correct way and whose teacher learned it best from Ip Man. Hungar guys argue over whom is closest to Wang Fei Hung. The Bruce Lee argument is totally insane, yet other styles don't suffer this insanity. Uh, and lastly, I've taken up Five Elements Qigong, and after my retreat in Vietnam, I'll have the power to explode heads with the power of my mind. Shall I unleash this power to the world? Just Which not at us. Clearly a throw to <laughs> yeah. the uh, to the episode that we did, uh, like I think last year about the uh, yeah, the, the, the Olsen guy. Yeah, like this. This is Tiger Qigong. Oh, yeah, that guy. Know, like, D- yeah. Daniel Badcliffe doing cloud yeah, hands Daniel a million Badcliffe. miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so to, to, to wrap up and summarize, um, as you get more advanced, the internal and the external is going to combine, and you're going to be able to use that in your sparring. If you're not practicing them both like we just talked about, on your own as much as possible. In class is great. On your own is better. That's why it's harder. You will grow more doing it on your own once than you will showing up to class twice. Mm-hmm. So you need to practice on your own. I don't know if that's necessarily a true metric because you still need to get your ass to class, but you well, if you're, well, as a, as a, as a, just to add to your point, to to as a, I feel like as like a more meta thing, as like a, I feel like that implies a healthier practice if you are going to class and working out at home, as like a broad spectrum thing, right? Because like if you, you can only make it to class once that week because of work or kids or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but then you know, like, okay, I have eight hours to sleep and then I have eight hours mm-hmm. to work or I have this much time and I have this much time where can I carve out an hour what, what time mm-hmm. do I need to set my alarm so that I can still do 30-40 minutes of movement of practice of whatever the fuck it is and if you wake up and you want to blast through your forms but you don't have any energy do your internals if you wake up and do your internals and you can't focus do your externals mm-hmm. you know like right. there's always a way provided you don't give yourself the excuse in the out that being mm-hmm. said um a lot of the infighting stuff that he just talked about comes from what you just talked about. You have a lot of these kung fu librarians yeah. who they know everything and they can't back it up because the best way to back up if you really practice your martial art is to put gloves on and slap the shit out of somebody. So if you put gloves, if you're not willing to put gloves on and slap the shit out of somebody, then you're not fighting. And you're not and, training to do that. And you're not training. <laughs> and then if you're like a million years old and you can't do that, then you should be humble enough at this point to shut the fuck up in the first place. Or or, 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 I think, or I think even more to that point, it. if you are if you're even at again, let's say taking that even to like if you were let's say 
too well to do that and you're a master level, you should have a, a crop of well-experienced students that should be more than willing to educate. Well, if you're, ed that's if you're a teacher. You don't yeah, have no, to be a teacher. No, no, no. But anyway, but, um, and then as far as like fighting and tips and tricks, like when you were in the beginning, the golden rule that we always have at the school is hit as hard as you want to get hit. I was going to say, let's say it at the same time, everybody. <laughs> and, <laughs> Hit, hit as, as hard as, as you, you want to get, get hit. hit. It, and to quote <laughs> Sifu Greg, it doesn't fucking say Everlast on my chest. So if somebody starts hitting me, I'm hitting you back. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, Elmore cracked me really good across the chin on his test, and I gave him like a volley of really hard shots. And Sifu was like, calm the fuck down. I'm like, he hit me good. Fucking and, stop. Then I, and then I was out of trouble. Because mm -hmm. you like, you gave it to me? All right, I give it right back. Mm -hmm. And right. that's what's going to happen. And Jeff Chan brought this up. That then escalates and escalates and mm -hmm. escalates and escalates. Meanwhile, we were sparring a few weeks ago, and like I was practicing a spinning backfist, which we don't do on Friday nights, but I was just practicing it. And this is the reason we don't do it on Friday nights, because I threw it a little blind, and I almost took Ryan out. Mm -hmm. Five years ago, that would have led to the two of us killing each other at the school and going walking in later to like blood and feathers everywhere for some reason. I don't know why there's feathers, <laughs> but there's feathers. Fight, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just there's blood and feathers my, my razor live... blades and tape. I don't know what's going my on. My live chicken yeah. slingshot. Fuck! Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Just turns around and starts shooting eggs at It's Banjo-Kazooie. Yes! Um... That's funny. Just my shoulder cock. <laughs> my shoulder cock. That's my back. It's not, it's, not, it's not what you think it means. Um, but, yeah. So, so uh, 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 fuck, that was funny. Oh, I, good. I got myself with that one. But anyway. Um, I was going to say, even on, on a base level, like tips that I've kind of picked up from sparring like over the last few years. Just yeah, your like, experience of starting to like now. Like, yeah, I mean like. have changed for you. The ground level things that I try to keep in mind is, you know, you keep your hands up, of course. People are going to yell that at you if, to keep your hands well, up. it's a good school. Right. Don't turn your back on your opponent. You see, I've, it's amazing how often I see it. Like where you're sparring some, like I'm watching on YouTube. Excuse me. You're, wa you're watching some shit on YouTube, some amateurs just doing their thing and they turn their back on their opponent. It's like, dude, like, don't do that, <laughs> like, because then you just nothing good can happen at that. Go point. ahead and don't do that ever. Yeah, yeah. don't yeah. don't turn your back on yeah. your opponent. And also, another thing that's really important when, when you shell up, when you when you got your guard up, you still need to be able to see your opponent. You don't like if you got your gloves in front of your eyeballs. What are you doing? You can't you can't see yeah, your you opponent. You can't do this and not see. Yeah, because like if if you're blocking to the point where you're, you're completely obstructing your view. That's not going to help you. And <laughs> you now know? you get to a point where you're more advanced and you don't need to see. Right. I don't mean legitimately like hundred eyes from Marco like, Polo. Or, like fucking, I can be, yeah, I'm blind. It doesn't matter. I can still kill all of you. Um, where like everybody's blind in Daredevil. Like all Hell's everybody that teaches him is everybody's blind. Um, <laughs> Hell, but, Hell's but, but like is my when own. you get to things like when you're in the clinch, you know, and you're and you're feeling sensitivity or like somebody yeah, throws, you have a bridge you know, at that point. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, so you, you get to, you mm -hmm. use the internals and you use it's not like like the whole thing about like tight sheet. I'm going to use my chi to push over 15 men. That's not how it works. It's no. just is you have the sensitivity to like know how to like you know I'm rerouting my opponent's energy. It's not that you're rerouting your opponent's energy. It's that you're using yourself to like let their kinetic energy just go that way you're sensitive to anticipation you know you're, that too yeah. that too 100 yeah. well, what i'm talking about more is like if somebody's trying to rush you you know how to then turn and dump them it's mm -hmm. a sensitivity thing it's not a force thing mm -hmm. that's not strength meets strength you know right. and if you're sparring and you're going to practice stuff like that the other person needs to know that you're practicing mm -hmm. stuff like that when you're sparring you need to set ground rules like hey we're going to spar light mm -hmm. and then if that person starts sparring heavy you say, okay, are we sparring heavy or are we sparring light? Because that person might not know how hard they're hitting. 
Because sometimes, like, I got heavy arms. So I'm hitting, and everybody's like, dude, you're laying into me. And I don't realize I'm laying into them, but I'm trying to push my arms out, and I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And they're instead of getting this, they're getting, like, mm-hmm. you know? And... And that's and it's and it's like that again and again and again because mm-hmm. my arms are tired and there's all this weight behind it and I'm mm-hmm. hitting them hard but I'm hitting them hard enough that like it's getting fucking annoying mm-hmm. especially if we're trying to spar light mm-hmm. and then that's when somebody would turn it up on me and then it would turn into a problem or it would be me just being like how did I get here mm-hmm. you know like oh yes I'm laying and looking at the ceiling this is uh-huh. so relaxing involuntary nap uh, time yeah, yeah, I love exactly it. <laughs> exactly forced nap period um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, like that's that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. That's good. so when it comes to sparring, you need to be vocal with the people that you're working with, and you need to do it often, and you need to pick a partner that you work with all the time. You need to find somebody that you work with all the time, and just make sure you're working all the time. Um, and when you're comfortable with that person, then you can take the th- you can then experiment with each other. And then hit as hard as you can. <laughs> don't, don't actually Close do that. Close your eyes and start swinging. It's no, really, what I mean, like, right what to the, the chin. The point that I'm trying to make is to go back is because he trusts me enough to know that that was an accident. Mm. Right. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. we work together all the time that he knows that that was an accident and I didn't do it intentionally. That way there's no ego, there's no anger, there's no bullshit. Yeah. Even yeah. if we're a little frustrated with each other. Ryan clips me with a good kick taps me in the teeth with his shoelaces you know what I mean and we weren't supposed to do that and, I, and he's like oh I'm so sorry and I'm like I don't know it's my bad my hands were down so now 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 it's you know mm-hmm. the the because you're also there's the other thing to think about you're fucking throwing punches and kicks at each other right you might get hurt mm-hmm. you're not crocheting mm-hmm <laughs> You know, you like crochet, and even though. if you learn how to sew, you might prick your finger every now and then. Life isn't safe. The earth isn't. Safe. <laughs> oh my god! You're just connected to the blanket. Like, yeah. Fuck. Oh no. I was a boy. Now I'm a bad. I'm a bear. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love flying squirrels. Yeah. This is a, t- a 2015 like Batman video reference. Yeah, I love it though. Yeah. It's such if a funny. Anybody video. knows what the fuck that video is? Like, they are gonna know immediately. Um, <laughs> Pete Holmes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, shout great. out to Pete Holmes. Uh, great shit. So first of both of those things, I think to your point, uh, to agree and also add to it about the sparring is, uh, like we're in a specific situation where like we don't have a ton of people around our skill level to work with. Not so, that we're great. It's just like we're at a weird area where there's like there's like yeah, it's it's just a timing thing. It's like, almost like a weird new black sash thing where like there's other new black sashes who are on totally opposite schedules or away at college right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and we're also the only people like kind of around the same weight who can yeah. choose to work work light or heavy yeah. and have it be, you know, like like. Uh, our, our newest female out sure is a badass. She mm. is a total badass. I am 110 pounds heavier than her. Right. You know what I mean? So however badass she is, it's not fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can literally just like pick her up and just, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, like. Whoop. Just, steep, just steep her in tea or something. Right. So that, that's that's what he yeah. means. But continue. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. So Just with, for fairness of the people that are Yeah, yeah, school, no, of, you know? of course. Um, but in, with that, though, if your school is different, um, Having a person to have a good base with of training, but then also being able to work outside of your comfort zone and figure out how different body, how different bodies work and different bodies feel and how different people move. Um, so getting that exposure, like I know for us, for not only for sparring, but also for self-defense, uh, seeing how like, you know, a re- you know, I was talking to a new person about this the other day about like doing like the wrist locks and it's like. It's you you have to work with different people because my wrist, I may may I have I may have different 
flexibility in my joints than someone else does. So you may get comfortable working with me, and then you may break someone's wrist because they have a different they they may have different tension on their wrist than I do. Same thing with sparring. It's like someone may move a certain way, you get comfortable with that, but then it's like all right. But then someone comes down from another school who moves completely differently, knows a completely different art. You're, you know, you might be shit out of luck if you're not expanding the way that you train. So it, it's that's where distance management really comes into play. It's yeah. like it's like you, sometimes you get so wrapped up in like trying to hit people that you're in their range the whole fucking time, and you're just getting lit up because oh, yeah, you're trying to hit them so hard. Yeah. Um. And and and, and yeah. also to the I just want to fucking hit. I just want. I just want to. I just want to hit you. I just, I just want to hit you. Fuck. Yeah. To the uh, to the internals and externals mm-hmm. thing. Um. That's something that I've actually been. It's funny that 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 Lou kind of brings this up now because this is something that I've been. I'm pretty sure Sagacious Lou is Matt. From, I'm certain it's Matt. <laughs> and, yeah, I know uh, it is. He changed his name. He changed his name. I was name. like, wait a minute, that's Matt. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, but, but it's, it's, the sense of humor. It can only, can only yeah. be one guy. It, it's cool. It's cool though that it's like, because for me, that's something that I've kind of been tapping into for just from the understanding, under, and more of an understanding point of view than like I'm physically tr- getting it a little bit more, but there's so much more that I need to try to get. But. Uh, Sifu Lloyd described it to me in a really interesting way because especially with a lot of our black chess forms, the initial ones you learn, uh, they are there's more emphasis on an internal and external understanding. And in asking uh, both uh, Sifu Greg and Sifu Lloyd, you know, you know, they speak about how the goal of of you're kind of on this first scattered journey of like externals and internals, you're kind of getting good at them, and you're like fast and intent and you know and and good intention and violent and slow and peaceful and feeling good but getting to a point where those where where you know basically they say you know you're doing really well if your internal forms can look like an external form and your external forms can look like an internal form and and but even in light even in in saying that kind of i think weaving your way into more of a middle ground where you are, are doing external forms with an internal understanding and vice versa, both in your breathing, your internal work as your, you know, which, which as I was sp- speaking to, to Sifu Lloyd about was he kind of clarified it for me even more where he was like, both have to do clearly with force generation and movement and things like that. He goes, but w- when you, when you are late, it's almost like the internals are layered on top of the externals and again, vice versa, but just speaking about it from externals going to internals, um, that, it's like taking an external movement and you're layering a different understanding of uh, intention and breath on top of your external movement. And that then changes, it almost changes and in a way uh, aids your body mechanics and your force generation and your power output along with your body's ability to link techniques and link force and move and transition. So it's kind of just a heightened understanding and application and way to do externals if we're speaking about it in that way because internals are again it can kind of go vice versa but uh that was explained to me in a, in a very it was very succinct and i was like oh that i un- okay that makes sense i understand that where it's just a it's a it's a it's a more mature and understand and refined way of layering things to become a more efficient martial artist and a more knowledgeable mm. martial artist uh um and there's that's just my understanding of it. i know there's way more that i need to learn but just it's a kind of little kernels that i've gotten recently uh, that have helped make it a lot easier for me to at least conceptualize mm-hmm. on the sparring end um as a beginner i would say most important things are understand that you're going to get hit a lot um but it's important to try to work your basic techniques and try to even understand go to your most simplest thing of even like your jab or your or you know your 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 straight punch or you know your front kick and try to 
just use sparring time as lab. Don't use sparring time as fighting, especially at the beginning. Hey, you can't win at sparring. No. Yeah, it, it is. And, and again, they, they tell us this all the time, especially if, you know, if the room or, you know, or, the, or the higher assassins are having a shitty night at sparring. And they're like, don't treat it as a fight. Don't treat it as something you're trying to win. It's like, try to work on techniques. Work on techniques. I know, like, for me, one thing that I always need to work on is, like, I'll try to, I, I get in the sparring mindset of, like, when I'm in front of the mirror, I can link techniques together. But when I'm sparring, oh, I got to, oh, oh, just one technique, one technique. And it's, like, you miss the whole boat on, like, combos, setting stuff up, uh, you know, you know, returning fire and, and a combo and not just, you know, and, and knowing the balance and, and when to throw a single technique, when to set up for multiple techniques, when to link your upper body and lower body went to do you know go into close quarters go into clinch and but all of that comes from very basic a very basic understanding that sparring especially at the beginning it should be treated as a lab not as like i'm going to fight and i need to win and i don't want to get hurt it's like of course you don't want to get hurt of course your ego wants you to win but it's more of a okay we work these techniques earlier in class let me see okay we did a a, um a one two real like roundhouse all right I th- I tried to throw I tried to throw the combo and I threw the lead uh, I threw the one and I got punched in the face. All right, why did that happen? Let me keep doing it. Why am I getting punched in the face? Oh, my fucking hands down. That's why because I'm throwing like this because I'm worried about hitting someone and not getting hit. And my technique yeah, goes out as, the as an window. example. That's a good example. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like understanding like that like just treating it like that again like like for that example like that's that is a perfect summary of kind of like how I try to approach sparring and how he and how all of us really try to approach sparring. On top of that as well. Um, understanding good supplementary work for sparring is um, um, intention-fueled and methodical drills. So, like, you have more, in my experience at least, you have more um, repetitive kind of, like, road work of, like, I'm going to hit this fucking pad with my elbow a hundred times so I know what it feels like. I know, I'm, I feel if I'm if I'm getting off balance, I know how to transfer force. But on top of that, we'll do stuff of, like, all right, how can we merge drills and sparring and make it a little more blurry how can we so so like a good example is like okay um you're gonna only throw a lead punch and i'm gonna um i'm gonna try to do a palm fan block and try to do an arm bar okay so we're just gonna do that a hundred times all right i know what's coming i know you're on timing i know yeah i know what you're throwing you know what i'm gonna do no one's gonna get hurt it's very secure it's very safe and it allows you to work on a very specific thing. I can work on timing. I can work on anticipation. I can work on timing and anticipation through looking at your body mechanics and what's moving and looking at cues. And then from there, okay, I'm going to throw um, I'm gonna throw two leads. The first one is going to be to get your timing off, and then you have to get it on the second one. Okay, so now I'm working on someone throwing multiple techniques on me and trying to stay focused on what I'm trying to do. Then, okay, it's going to be off of a lead reverse. Then you can do it on either side. Now, okay, now instead of staying uh, stationary, now we're going to move around. And I'm not going to throw you on them. I'm not going to tell you what I'm throwing either. Now, and that's figuring out a way to take your techniques and scale them to move from stationary beginner drills and moving them as close to sparring as possible where they're still kind of in an educational setting and it's not just sparring. And then, again, from there, you get, then you hopefully get experience enough where where that those drills and sparring kind of mix more and you're good enough where it kind of you're fully returning to that kind of like lab setting where mm. you're, you're returning to the lab with a much more refined understanding of how to work with a beginner and get something out of her or work with or work with a, an advanced person have it be uh civil and productive and and not just be banging if you don't want to be mm. so yeah that's that's kind of the the biggest chunks i've been getting especially getting ready for black and us all, all of us working and trying to really understand how we can take our 
forms and our drills and get them as close to sparring as possible. And that's an ongoing, ongoing process that we're working through and learning about. So, Excellent. Yeah. yeah. So we are on a bit of a time crunch, so I don't think we're going to get to the video portion of it. We'll save it for 46. Yeah, we shall yeah. save it save, save it for 46. Yeah. Um, we'll have fun with that one, for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, we got so some ideas. We do kind, of, kind of like a part two to what we were just talking about yeah. as far as sparring etiquette is concerned because yeah. we do have some videos queued up that are like exactly that question. So we will answer that next episode. Stay tuned. Guys, as always, we appreciate you more than anything in the world. Yeah. Thank you so much for being a follower. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Um, if you want to help us do this full time, you can always consider becoming a patron. The link is in the description below. Um, we have t-shirts and hoodies and all that jazz. Uh, just stuff that's going to help us do this for a living. I think it would be a great, great dream come true if we got yeah. to do this do this full time and have everything else around it just be training and creativity. Yeah. Um, so if you want to support that dream, Go ahead and become a Patreon today. Become a patron on Patreon today. Mm, yes. um, and yeah, share our stuff, share our posts. We really appreciate you all. Join the Discord, join the chat. Well, thank you to all of our listeners and thank you to all of our followers. And this has been the Martial Mind Podcast. Peace.